Hello, everyone. I am Naya Swami Maria, and with me is Naya Swami Ananta. And it's our joy to be here with you today for our Sunday service here at Ananda Village in the Temple of Light and all around the world for all of you out there uh, sharing this time with us. I'd like to begin reading from the Rays of the One Light, and this is by Swami Kriyananda, uh, who has compiled comparative passages from the Bible and the Gita. We'll begin now with week 41. This is Victory Demands the Courage of Conviction. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. Jesus Christ said in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 10, Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be those of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth, that is to say, that clingeth to his life shall lose it. And he that loseth, in other words, that giveth up his life for my sake shall find it. God tests the firmness of our faith. The sword described here is the sword of discrimination. The struggle Jesus describes is not a war against unknown enemies, but the struggle with our own attachment to all that is nearest and dearest to us, humanly speaking. Ultimately, it is a war against the ego itself and against anything with which we surround ourselves to bolster the ego's fragile sense of security. When Yogananda, as a boy, fled to the Himalayas to embrace a life of solitary meditation, he was apprehended by his older brother, Ananta, and brought home again. At a certain point before he would accept defeat, he whispered to his friend, Amat, Amar, his companion on the flight, let us slip away when the opportunity offers. We can go on foot to Rishikesh. But Amar, whose brother had accompanied Ananta, had turned pessimist, disclaiming any intention 
of continuing their adventure. Yogananda's memorable comment on Amara's refusal was he was enjoying the familial warmth. The spiritual warrior rejects that familiar warmth, <clears throat> familial warmth. Rather, he claims the whole universe as his home. As the Bhagavad Gita puts it in the 14th chapter, unaffected by outward joys and sorrows, or by praise and blame, secure in his divine nature, regarding with equal gaze a clod of mud, a stone, and a bar of gold, impartial toward all experiences, whether pleasant or unpleasant, firm-minded, untouched by either praise or blame, treating everyone alike, whether friend or foe, free from the delusion that in anything he does, he is the doer. Such an one has transcended nature's triune qualities. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Oh, 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 oh. I would also like to welcome you all and thank you for coming to join us. And I'd like to begin by reading a prayer for, from Whispers from Eternity by Paramahansa Yogananda. This is the demand for seeing the one fire beneath all soul flames. O eternal fire, thou art the little soul flames rising through the burner of cosmic manifestation. Each human being is but one flame separate seeming from all others, and also from thy universal source of power. Thou dost appear many, finite, limited, small or large, but ever divided, shooting up as separate entities through the pores of living organisms. But thou alone art that one eternal flame, all things other, are but thy multifarious appearances. We're supposed to talk about the victory that demands the courage of conviction. And uh, I want to define that victory. That victory is self-realization. That victory is this consciousness that Master describes in the prayer, that there is one life in the universe, and we are a part of it. You are a part of all that is. Uh, we are uh, tricked into the appearances that there's 7.2 billion of us on the planet, that there's uh, 
millions of little birds and ants and bugs and flowers and life forms. But that's not the truth. The truth is that the victory is that God, who is infinite, is life. God, who is in all life, is joy. Life is a mission from on high. Life is the quest for inner joy. Pretty simple, isn't it? How do we get so confused? Well, there's a reason. Uh, There's actually a conscious force in the universe trying to confuse us. And it is referred to as Maya. And it is doing its best to make it seem that the ego is important. Uh, This reading from the Bible that Swamiji chose, uh, taking a sword against your father and your mother, easily understood, and uh, happily not the case, (laughs) as uh, disciples are uh, not uh, instructed to take any swords against any fathers or mothers, or mothers-in-laws, or whatever. Um, But in fact, it is a direct parallel to the Bhagavad Gita, where Arjuna comes to the battlefield. Many of you know the story, but some of you may be here for the first time or watching online for the first time. Krishna is the guru, is the representative of God. Arjuna comes to the battlefield, and he has to fight against his cousins. And his cousins represent all the negative qualities within his own mind. And he and his brothers represent the positive qualities in his own mind. And for victory, for liberation, Arjuna has to slay the uh, negative qualities, but they're his cousins. And he turns to Krishna, and he has the inspiration of Krishna, but in that moment, he doesn't have the courage of conviction. He's not sure. He's confused. He turns to Krishna and says, what do I do? So Krishna recites the Bhagavad Gita to him (laughs) and clarifies things for him and for all of us. It is uh, kind of astounding. The disciples of Paramahansa Yogananda realized that he was Arjuna, and uh, Arjuna made that decision as the foremost disciple of Krishna. We, in turn, are the disciples of Arjuna. We're also the disciples of Krishna. We're the disciples of God. All beings are disciples of God not of any particular guru, Buddha, Lama, Geshe, Shaman, Zen master, on and on. But they all represent pathways to victory, to truth. Because all true paths lead us to victory if we follow them. And that is the missing ingredient. I'm going to tell you a true story that happened to me in Maria and Tremurti and Lalita in about, ooh, I'd say 1989. We were the minister team, the Ananda team in Ananda Sacramento. Uh, 
And we gave Sunday service every Sunday in a little 1,000 square foot office space with a drop down acoustic ceiling and <laughs> pictures of the masters and all the devotion and enthusiasm we could muster and the music and harmoniums and singing and uh, love. And every Sunday we honored the masters uh, and gave Sunday service. And one Sunday, although this happened many times to me, but I'm gonna tell you a true story about one Sunday. Um, a, a gentleman came and came to service for the first time. And he was deeply moved by Sunday service. Uh, he could feel Paramahansa Yogananda's vibration through the readings, the readings that we just did and the festival light and these things uh, that we do. But he could feel the power of the guru and the love of the guru. And he was a older gentleman. Oh, well, <laughs> that, that in those years I was a younger gentleman. So anyway, I was probably about 30. This guy was about 46. Uh, <laughs> but he was older than me. So anyway, he said, Ananta, can I talk to you after service? And this, this happened quite often, and I said, yes, let's talk. And we had to, you know, greet the, I would say there was 50 people at Sunday service, so they're the congregation, and they're, they come every week, and we talk to them and say hello and check in with them, and then they left. And then this gentleman was there, and he, he wanted to talk to me. And so we talked, and he said, I am so moved by the power of Master of Yogananda. I, I've been looking for this my whole life. This is a, a grown man. Uh, he's in tears. He's just weeping with, just overcome by Master's love. And this is not an unusual event. If you give Sunday service at any Ananda Center anywhere in the world, this is why we give Sunday service. This is why we offer satsang. This is why Swami Kriyananda founded Ananda to offer the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. But it touched this man. And he was just, he was moved. And it was, he said, I've been searching for this my whole life. I've, I've looked in all different paths, but they weren't his path. This was his path. Wow. He said, what do I do next? I said, brother, come. You, you need to follow Yogananda's path, just pick it up, you know, from today. Just start. So I want you to learn to meditate. We're gonna, we have a, Tamurti's gonna teach a how to meditate class, Tuesday night, 7.30 here, come. We'll teach you the Hong Sa technique. That's the first part of Kriya. We'll introduce you to the energization exercises. We weren't online in those days. You had to go places, there was no COVID. So anyway, so come, he said, oh, Nanta. And, and I could feel his sincerity. This was not an act, there was no one to impress. It was, just, it was just him talking to master's representative, me, that, that I want the guru, I want the teachings. I said, Tuesday night, 7.30. Tuesday night, 7.30. He doesn't come. He never came back. What is going on? 
Victory demands the courage of conviction. He had to make it. So between Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock, Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m., Maya got in there. Ah, there's a big bowling match. And, uh, you know, there's a race car thing, and hey, there's a movie, and there's a playoff game. There's uh, this girl at work that you go out with you. Just stuff. Stuff happens. And Maya is constantly trying to steal that victory. And that's why we need to demand the courage of conviction. We have to call on ourselves to follow through. If you're brand new, if this is the first Sunday service you've ever been to or heard of, just one thing at a time. Go to ananda.org, sign up for how to meditate, learn the Hongsaw technique. Start to study the teaching. Start to take this in. If you've been meditating for a week, two weeks, three weeks, ten years, we still need the courage of conviction. We need to follow through and keep our approach to victory dynamic because Maya is still in force at all times. And you can be a disciple for years and you can just walk off the planet uh, to something, to something else. I remember this disciple, a deeply devoted disciple um, that lived with us in the community in Sacramento for years. And she was my friend. And she said to me one time, you know, I have the discipleship vow and I have it on my altar and I just read it every day. And I just, and she was beautiful, beautiful lady. Um, just very sensitive, very artistic. And, uh, and a wonderful disciple. And then one day, she met this guy that owned a cigar factory and she moved away and I never saw her again. Like, what, is, what happened to the discipleship vow? What's going on here? Maya, it's dedicated to pulling us away from victory. What is victory? It's the realization that we read in the Gita that you are not the ego, you're not the body, you're not the man, woman, whatever. You're not the accomplishments, you're not the intelligence, you're not the skills, you're not the failures, you're not the fears, you're not, none of that stuff. That entire thing is a movie and it's a dream and God, who is infinite, is life, and you are a part of that. And through the Guru's presence, Hari Hari Guru, Hari Hari Rama, Hari Hari Krishna, Hari Hari Buddha, the shamans, it's all the same. You find your path, but then you have to walk your path. Just finding it is not good enough. Just learning Kriya Yoga is good. It's great. Sister Gyanamada said one time, she said, it takes very, very, very good karma even to want to learn to meditate. All right. So that's, for that brother to come to Ananda Sacramento and to feel that, that took immense good karma because the other, what, 100,000 people or 200,000 people that didn't come to Sunday service, that don't click on to ananda.org, they aren't ready yet, they don't have the good karma to even be interested in that. And that's fine. That's the way it is. But 
if you have the good karma to sense the direction of goodness in your life, You've got to step up and move forward. And as we go along, we've been Kriya Bonds for five years, 10 years. We have the techniques. We still have to motivate and move ourselves forward constantly by practicing in dynamic ways, by practicing joy. If your practice is sagging, there's no joy. Joy, 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 ever new joy. Start chanting that chant. Chant it all week, chant it all day, take a long walk, chant it the whole time. Do things that stimulate it. And Master gave us so many techniques. If you have a part of your day that's lacking in inspiration, you have the responsibility to energize it with a joyful or peaceful or calm or loving element to make that quest for realization, dynamic, and fun. That's what keeps you going. The spiritual life should be fun. It should be exciting. If it's not, if yours isn't exciting, you need to open up some of Master's books, go to ananda.org, and check out what's, what's missing in my life. Am I appreciative of how much God loves me? Swami used to quote the Kure Dar, if you knew how much God loves you, you would die for joy. If you've forgotten that, Repeat that, think about that, meditate on that. We need to move our life forward with courage constantly. That's how we keep going. That's how Kriyananda kept going. He never had a bad day. <laughs> he just constantly was moving forward and shifting at times because there are rhythms and seasons in our lives. And maybe your kids are little cute toddlers or maybe they're teenage children. It's a big challenge, but there is a divine answer to every aspect of our lives, and we have to animate our lives with divine consciousness. And we are so blessed, if you are a disciple of Yogananda, we are so blessed to have these teachings. If you're not, substitute the Buddha, your guru, whatever your path is, Follow those teachings, animate your life with them. Keep it alive. If there's not enough love in your heart, then sing this song, give life your heart. Bless everything that's grown. That's a good activity, is bless all life forms. Take a walk, bless the bugs and the breeze and the wind and the sandhill cranes that are over your head and the basil plants and the little mice and the little gophers. It's all life. It's all love. Look at your brothers and sisters around you. We had a work day yesterday, so I was cheating. For those of you who are online and you didn't have a work day, so we had a work day yesterday, and I just looked at all my beautiful brothers and sisters and how wonderful they are and how much they love light and beauty and truth and how dedicated they are to calmness, world brotherhood, nonviolence, and all the aspects of the divine path. Practice that, animate it. Don't leave your life with this little part that is a pain in the neck. Oh, I hate working with this person. Find out what form of God that person needs in their life. Why are they grumpy? Why are they yelling at you? Maybe you're not doing good work, or maybe they're just grumpy. Uh, I'll tell you a true story. 
And this is another true story. This is also from Rancho Cordova, because um, we, Swami Kriyananda always said, I started teaching yoga in Sacramento. This is the only time I've ever heard Maria correct Swami Kriyananda while he was in the body. But after many years of Swami saying this, about 20, uh, one time Swami said, oh, you know, the first time I taught yoga postures, it was in Rancho Cordova. And we were like, oh my God, Swami, you would have saved us 20 years of looking for that. We didn't know it was in Rancho Cordova, so we're looking all over for the community, and there it was in Rancho Cordova. He said, oh yes, I, I taught it in this lady's living room. It was in Rancho Cordova, and Swami was, Swami, Maria was sort of chiding Swami, which she never did, and Swami was so cute, he just said, oh, I'm sorry I didn't tell you specifically it was Rancho Cordova. Maria said, it's okay, Swami, you know, it's, we found it now, it's all right, it's all right. So a couple of months later, this, we're in the community in Rancho Cordova, California, and uh, this uh, yellow Mercedes drives up, and this blonde lady is there, and she drives in and says, oh, hi. I said, hello, welcome to Ananda. She said, oh, yeah, I, we had a little conversation. She said, I was the lady that let Swami teach uh, the yoga classes in, in my living room. 20 years ago, 1960s or early 70s. And I said, oh, you know, and I'm just saying, wow. This is a true story. <laughs> she said to me, he was going to start something in Nevada County. Did that ever happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it worked out pretty good. <laughs> Courage of conviction, follow up. <laughs> Swami Kriyananda picked that woman's living room out of all the, can you imagine? <laughs> Swami's gonna give yoga classes. This is the beginning of Ananda World Brotherhood Village. This is the beginning of a worldwide work which is gonna spread to Italy and India and the whole world is gonna receive Kriyananda. It's in my living room. Did that ever happen? Yeah, it happened. So we need to animate our lives with that courage. And what I'd like you to do to close this part of the service is I'd like you to just take a moment to I'm going to read the Gita passage that we read but I want you to put this in the first person I want you to imagine that you're sitting in your meditation and that you can just honestly say to yourself that I am unaffected by outward joys and sorrows I'm unaffected by praise and blame. Just be in that place where you are a being of light so you're secure in your divine nature. Imagine that you're regarding with equal gaze a clod of mud, a stone, a bar of gold, a bit of Bitcoin, impartial toward all experiences, whether pleasant or unpleasant just resting in your divine nature, feeling the victory of self-realization. Feel that you are impartial towards all experiences, pleasant or unpleasant, firm-minded, untouched by either praise or blame, treating everyone alike, whether friend or foe, free from the delusion that in anything you do, you are the doer. 
God is the doer. You are an instrument of God. Such a one, you, have transcended nature's triune qualities. That's victory. And we get there. The thing that Swami brought to us was a message that we can be Jiva Muktas. But we're not going to get it by just the inspiration of the moment, which is good. We have to have the courage to practice, to refine our practice, to practice our kriyas, to refine them better, to sing Swami's song, to sing them better, to sing with joy, to sing the songs of joy when we need joy, to sing the songs of peace when we need peace. We need to tune our lives to the constant ray of the divine. Samadhi is the goal. And the veils of light and shade can be removed. You have the techniques. You have the grace of the guru. There's nothing left, but your efforts are required. <laughs> that little last bit. So practice, and practice with joy. And if your joy dips a little, sing joy, joy, joy. Sing joya, joya, joya if you're Italian. But practice and commit yourself to victory. And don't be afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of. Because all the fears and the obstacles and the reasons you can't do it disappear in the reality that you are eternal. That the Gita is the truth. It's the song of God. Listen to that song. Live that. God bless you all. This is a song by Paramhansa Yogananda describing the mystical experience of hearing and merging with the sound of home emanating through the chakras. When soon the soundless roar doth come, when drowseth matter's dreary drum, on shores of bliss on booming breaks, all earth, all heaven, all body shakes. The bumblebee now hums along, Sing his song from Krishna's flute that call is sweet. Tis nine the watery got to meet. Courts bound to flesh are broken all. Vibrations burst and meteors fall. A hustling heart, the boasting breath No more shall cause the yogi's death A god apart with fervor sings Om, om, his joyous harp now rings Prana, god with power sighs 
Christ bells the soul resounds. All nature lies in darkness soft. The star divine is seen aloft. Subconscious dreams have gone to bed. Tis then that one doth hear on symphony from on the soundless roar from on the call for light or dark to roam from on the music of the spheres from on the mist of nature's tears all things of heaven declare, oh, oh, resounding everywhere, from home oh, the music of the spheres, from home oh, the mist of nature steers, all things of earth and heaven declare.